Clive Palmer, I saw Clive, where is he? He's having a sausage. <laughs> until I can 3D print cars or 3D print high-rise buildings, until I can produce coal at eight cents a kilowatt hour like they can do in India, what is all this about? Number one thing we're trying to do is make sure we get a voice inside that. And we do need a voice. And we're not getting a fair show at the moment. 70% of Australia's power comes from coal. Where's, where's the protest about that? Why, why are we the ones being singled out? We'll export coal from the Galilee Basin to India, which will burn it in modern, highly efficient power stations. We've got brown coal power stations in Victoria that are 40 years old. That are and that crowd drove past that get here and protest us. <laughs> yeah. In that crappy old car. My name is Mad Mumsy and I have been driving the huge dump trucks in Australian open cut mines for over 10 years now. I wish I had a dollar for everyone who said to me, how does a little thing like you drive those big trucks? You must be rich. Oh, how do I get a job doing that? My mining friends are asked these questions all the time too. This is what started the Mad Mumsy journey to share stories and tips from living a mining lifestyle and to let others know what it's really like. Not everyone is cut out to be a miner, but why not? What does it take to thrive and survive in this industry? Now let's dig in. Get it? Dig? Mining? <laughs> oh, I crack me up. Hello, this is Mad Mumsy, traveling down the Bruce Highway, heading south to the Pro Adani Oh, Stop Adani, I should say Stop Adani Rally in Mackay and I'm taking my little recorder and I'm going to um, maybe get a couple of interviews and the interesting thing is there's also going to be a support the mining and resources rally at the same time which is one of the main reasons I'm going to show my support for the resources industry and these people that have just come up here and think they can tell us what to do about our jobs there's other ways to change things so there's a lot of angry miners up here and we're just going to go and live stream it on Facebook probably and uh, yeah just see how the day unfolds I've got my trusty assistant with me my daughter and my grandson and uh, yeah we'll see how it unfolds cheers all right time to kick off why are we here burn coal <laughs> Don't do that here, we don't have a permit for that. But we're here for the future of our region. We're here for the future of our families, our communities and, and what sustains us. And thank you for being here. Um, I think it's a testament to what this region actually is about and what we've got. I don't think we're a region that normally protests pretty much anything. Um, but I think that having you folks here is a, is a testament that we, we do know this is a big issue and we do need a voice and, and, and you're the people who are going to give it to us. So thank you very much for that. I think it's also worth acknowledging that we've got all of the political parties here too, from all sides of politics, all here to support what, what matters most to us, which is, which is what supports us, what supports our region, what supports our family. So thank you very much for being here. Uh, I, I suppose the, the biggest thing we're trying to do here today is we're not, we're not trying to create scandal, we're trying to say 
we need a voice. We're trying to say that the people of this region matter. We don't, we're not here to attack any other group or anything like that. We're here to say we matter, we do a great job, and we're looking for support from people who'll back us in doing that. So I appreciate if everyone can stick to that theme today. It really is about us getting a voice. There is a sausage sizzle going on over there. If you haven't had breakfast yet, you've come straight from town or something like that. We've got some food. If you just want to grab something over there, you get a bit peckish, we've got something there to help you out. And as I said before, if you're, if you're missing out on fitting in by having one of these very attractive shirts, um, we've got those for sale there too. So please hook in with that. One of the big things we are looking to achieve here today is we've got media here. We've got media which is local, state, from, from the resource industry network. We've got our own people taking videos. And it's not just about getting on the news today, but it's about getting messages that get out there to the whole of Australia. Mm. Australians as a whole are, are a, very, a very rational, great set of people who back each other. Um, what we've been missing out on is getting our voice out there such that they know what our problems are and what our challenges are and how they can support us. Through today, we hope you can contribute to that. We want to be heard. We want to be heard, we will be respectful. It's not about politics, it's about our town and our people. So here's a question for you. Who here is at their first ever rally? Okay, I, I went into the bookshop and I looked for rallies for dummies and I couldn't find them. We might have a case study here they can write about. Um, I have severe anxiety about driving on the cruise highway. I have not driven myself on a highway for two years. And I'm so passionate. I sucked it up to Peering. For those of you who couldn't hear that, I, I suppose it's a bit like me, right? I'm a bit anxious about this stuff. I've never done it before. I've never worn a shirt like this. So, <laughs> so um, but we've had a lady who hasn't driven for two years who decided today was the day. I, I need to get to this because it matters. So we're all in the same boat, right? So, so why have we come down here to do Why the resource industry network, which generally doesn't do this, stand up and say it? And, and to be honest, it's because we're worried. Um, we're worried that th this isn't a protest about whether a coal mine gets built or not. This is a protest about whether our industry has a future or not. It's about whether or not we can be part of a growing and prosperous region or whether we're part of a shrinking and dying region. That, that's what we're worried about. It's not about a coal mine, it's about are you there for us? Do we have a future? Do we have people who back us in our communities? And, and to make sure that happens, we have to have a voice. I suppose the call to action for us too has been, has been the federal election that's coming up. And, it, and it's, it is about the federal election, but it's actually even possibly bigger than that. It's about making sure that this election sends a very, very clear message to every political party that if you don't back us, we don't back you. Yeah. We're also worried because, in, 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 because we don't seem to have a voice nationally, because we don't seem to have that, the message that seems to be out there in a lot of the southern states is that uh, if we have to turn these coal mines off or, or it's all going to come to an end. We can't let our future be dictated by something that doesn't make any sense. There's lots of coal in the world. We don't want our jobs turned off just for jobs somewhere else. Or a couple of hundred people coming up and down south which tell us what we can and can't do. Yes! Yeah! 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 You are correct. There are some people with an alternate view very, very nearby. And our coal's the best in the world. The number one thing we're trying to do is make sure we get a voice inside that. And we do need a voice. And we're not getting a fair show at the moment. 70% of Australia's power comes from coal. 
Where's, where's the protest about that? Why, why are we the ones being singled out? We'll export coal from the Galilee Basin to India, which will burn it in modern, highly efficient power stations. We've got brown coal power stations in Victoria that are 40 years old, that are 30 to 40% less efficient. Really old power stations burning really crappy coal, and that crowd drove past that to get here and protest us. <laughs> yeah, in that crappy old car. Walk. We just, we just want, we want a fair hearing. We want logic into this debate. We want to say that, and if we don't mind good coal here, the people in India will be forced to do what the people in Victoria did: burn what you can find. Okay. So everybody loses in this deal. We need a voice. There's one other thing. We're an easy target. You know why we're an easy target? Because we haven't done this before. We haven't stood up and said, "Hang on." No, no, we're not an easy target. Why would you drive all the way up here past Brown Coal Power Stations to protest this? Because we're an easy target. Because we haven't had absolutely strong support saying, no, this is a good industry, it follows the rules, it's helping the rest of the world, we back it and then we're going to support it in the long run. That hasn't been happening and that's why people are up here trying to turn it off. We've been an easy target, we're not going to be one. That's it. Next anxious bit. They tell me if you've got a rally, you've got to have a chant. I'm struggling with the chant thing, but here's what we got, all right? Work with me on this. Galilee, Galilee, a future for our family. Yeah. Yeah. Try it again. Here we go. Ready? One, two, three. Galilee, Galilee, a future for our families. All right. We're pretty good at this. We're pretty good at this. This, is a, this session's about the community, so, sorry mate, this session's about the community and, and so what we are going to do today is get other sections of the community to talk to us and I'd like to start that by getting uh, the Chamber of Commerce up to talk about this because it's not just about mining jobs or even just the direct manufacturing jobs that support it, it's about the whole community and so please join me in welcoming Simon up to the stage. Thank you. Okay, I'm a fellow rally first timer. Um, <laughs> I sat down last night and I tried to think, well, how do I explain what mining does for the wider economy? And I started writing things about GDP and median household incomes and things like that. It was all a bit boring, a bit flat. So I took the family down to the harbour, got fish and chips, classic Mackay, Friday afternoon meal, evening meal. And my five-year-old says to me, Dad, it's night time by now, Dad, what are those lights? I said, boats, bub, big boats. Bigger than Dad's tinny. Yeah. She said, what are, they, what are they doing? And I said, oh, taking coal to places like China and India. And she goes, oh, what do they need coal for? I said, same as us, electricity, make things. And she goes, China and India, I've got friends at preschool from China and India. I said, yeah, well, they need it too. And she said, yeah, I suppose. And then she says, Dad, there's a lot of boats out there. I said, yep. She goes, do they need that much coal? I said, yeah, they do. They do, love. And she said, you're going to need help. And I said, wow. We need as many people as we can get. Everyone needs to help them. And she said, well, mum's not helping. <laughs> I said, well, that's not right, bud. Mum teaches the children of the people who go out there and get the coal. She goes, oh, okay. She goes, well, grandma's not helping. And I said, no, that's not right. Grandma sells cars to the people to go out there and dig the coal. And she's a bit competitive, so she well, you know, rattled through the family tree. She goes, Jeff, he's not helping. Well, he builds houses for the people 
says out there in the lapel, then she says, well, what about Uncle William? And well, he designs things to, and it went on, it went on, it went on. And then um, she stumped me once, she said, great grandma, she doesn't help. And I said, well, I tried to explain superannuation and shares. But <laughs> <laughs> she looked at me fair square in the eye and said, dad, and this is, I'm not lying, dad, this coal's a serious business. Said, yes, it is, Bob. Yes, it is. So I'm thinking, I can have that conversation with a five-year-old and she can understand that's a big deal. Can I have that conversation with a member of the coal-fired fund board? Probably not. And that's the point where they don't understand what it means to everyone here. Every economic transaction in central and north Queensland is affected by coal. People say it's six degrees of separation. Well, in central and north Queensland, it's one degree of separation between coal and our livelihood. So we need to do everything we can to keep this industry going. Thanks very much. I think that captures it very, very well. And that's where we are today. It's not it's not about miners, it's not about any individual, it's about pretty much every job in this region, um, even even down to tourism, even down to the, the infrastructure that mining brings that lets other industries prosper. So, so it affects everybody, it's everybody's fight, and at the moment we're, we're here, as I said, for our communities. Um, I think, I think even even right through, if you consider it, there's not a part of the chain or a job that isn't isn't affected. If you, if you work in the public service, the royalties from coal that make a major contribution to the state economy. Um, I got asked before in the media, um, what do you think about you know telling miners and, and people from the mining industry they need to transition their jobs? And I said, well, the first thing I'd like to hear from the government is how they're going to transition the budget without the royalties. Yeah. Yeah. It's not about right or wrong, it's about logic. If we need to retrain ourselves, the state needs to find a way to make it add up some more. No doubt there's a party over the other side at the moment blaming the rain on some form of carbon emissions. So is this about a Dani? No. 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 It's being made out to be about a Dani. It's not about a Dani. That's one coal mine. Yeah. Um, it's an impressive thing that one coal mine's going to destroy the reef all by itself. But yeah. it's not about a Dani. That, that's the thing we are most worried about. Carmichael is just today's fight. Carmichael is the easy target. Carmichael is the thing that's been branded as the root of all evil. And, and we're just going to turn that off and that's it. The people we're up against believe that burning coal is bad and you can't be tolerated. I don't care what it gets burnt for. If you burn it in your backyard for a barbecue, it's a bad thing. So the fact that we're attacking Carmichael first up, it's a tip of the edge, okay? You can't yeah. tell me that all of this activity is about... The first stage of Carmichael is 10 million tonne. You can't tell me all of this activity is about 10 million tonne of thermal coal. It is about the 10 million tonne there, then it's about the 50 million tonne of thermal coal we already export from Queensland, and then it's about the 150 million tonne of met coal we already export from Queensland. That's what it's about. That's why we're worried. This isn't about a mine. This is about a future of an industry. Mm. And unless we take a stand now, it just gets weaker and weaker and harder to do. And the next mine that closes, those people haven't got a job to go to. Mm. And that's really the issue. We've closed mines before. Why do we close mines? Because they get old, deep and high cost. And what do we do? We build new mines that are new, shallower and lower cost. And that's how you sustain the jobs. If you don't build new ones, 
you shrink the industry. The fight is not about Adani, it's about our future and about our region. Who will be the first victims of this fight, whoever wins or loses? Is it going to be someone who potentially lives on a very shallow island somewhere that the tide comes in and they've got to move out of their house in 20 years? Is it going to be people who might have to change because the weather gets materially worse than it's ever been in the past, maybe sometime in the future? And what will happen if that happens? People are going to have to, what, move out of areas, they'll lose their jobs, they'll have to change their lifestyle, it'll affect the economy. No, the victims of that today is going to be us, because we'll lose our jobs, we'll have to move out of our towns, it'll destroy our economy, so here we are fighting a fight to protect something that might happen to someone in 20 years when they're trying to make it happen to us today. We need a voice. Who will lose is the rest of the people in the world who won't get access to the world's best coal. Yes. They're the people who will lose as well. They'll lose today because they will burn what they can get, just like today in Victoria we're burning brown coal because that's what they've got. Yes. People will burn what they've got. There's coal everywhere in the world. So we will lose and the people who would get the best coal in the world will lose. That's who's going to lose and that's why it's a, a fight we've got to have today. They burn cow poo in India to get warm. I burn cow poo myself to keep warm on occasion when I'm camping. It's not real good. <laughs> How can all this be morally right? How can it be morally right to talk about defending something that might happen in the future and deliberately cause pain and suffering to people right now? How can that be morally right? We need a voice. We need to stand up because logical people will hear that argument. We haven't had a voice. You people here today are part of getting that voice. That's what we really need to do. We really appreciate you being down here today. Galilee, Galilee, a future for our families. Let's have another go. Galilee, Galilee, Galilee future for our families. All right. My next speaker, in terms of broadening it out and showing us that it's not just a fight for the for, for the mining sector, it's a fight for everybody. I'd like to invite Marty Beller up to talk. It's always a plus when you get up without tripping over. Um, as some might know, I'm lucky enough to be spearheading green shirt movement. Um, I'm not wearing a green shirt because this transcends agriculture. Um, I've got... Bob Brown calling. Um, it transcends agriculture. It's not just about that. But what we all need to understand is it's the same thing behind it. It's people that have forgotten what it's like to battle, to have forgotten what it's like for their families to have gone without, that are telling us, and they've come from down south, they don't know us. We create wealth. They use it. Yeah. That's pretty much it. They come up here... Look, wealth is about stuff. We grow it, we dig it out of the ground. And we've seen it again and again. The previous two guys said, for their first rally, I've been to heaps, most of them were just me. But <laughs> some of them weren't. But if you look at it, there's a tax on agriculture with the veg laws. There's a tax on our commercial fishes. There's a tax on coal. And with all of their trite statements about we can do this and we can do that, there is not one consideration for economic concerns, for the fact that we need to make a living, we need to feed our families, and we want to live here. We don't want to have to move to Brisbane to do some other job and become an underclass. 
because that'll that's what will happen if mines, if farms, and all of those sort of things close. And the problem has been our fault, because until today, we have not seen people brave the weather and the traffic and whatever and turn up and do this. And what you need to do is not look beside you and see who's beside you, look left and right and see who's not there. And go and see those people and say, why weren't you? Because we were here fighting for us. Not, yeah. just, not just for ourselves, for us, and that's the society. So as I said, um, I'm very glad to see some of our green shirts here. I'm very proud of them. We're currently running at about 30,000 supporters, so we're not doing too badly. But what we need to see is good policy and good people in politics and supporting those in politics. Let's not make those, you know, the, the, the statements that people make, all politicians are the same. They're all in it for their own. Politicians are actually us. And it's up to us to put good ones forward and stay with them for the term and help them do what we need them to do, whichever party they belong to. So get engaged, people, because the fight starts now and it's going to be long and it's going to be hard. Thank you. I think that summed it up fairly well. Um, the key point out of that, and I think we can learn a lot from the others around us, so at the moment mining's under attack, agriculture's been under attack for a long, long time, fishing's been under attack for a long, long time, and it hasn't helped those industries, it hasn't helped those communities, and, and we're now all in the same boat. So the trend is there, yeah? The trend is there. Unless we get a voice, we lose. And the, and the consequences are long and far-reaching. So we've got to learn from the farmers and, and the other people who've been through these fights, and we've got to work together to make sure regional Queensland gets a voice. And that's what, again, we're here today. Today's a start. I know it's our first rally, but I think it might not be our last. Um, depends how we go. <laughs> what are we up against? What are we up against? That, that, this is probably something we really need to consider because to Marty's point, this isn't a simple fight. We're up against a very well-organised campaign to stop coal mining and coal use. Okay, it's not, it's not stop Adani, it's stop coal mining, stop and coal use. We're up against things like a moral objection. I was just talking to someone yesterday, they were down in Adelaide and they, they were talking to educated, intelligent people down there. So look, you can't mine coal, it's morally wrong. So it's very difficult to argue with someone who's taken a position of morally wrong. Okay, so but people who have that, you've got people who fundamentally believe that if we mine more than a certain amount of coal, we can't stay under the two degree temperature increase. And if that happens, it's a catastrophe. A catastrophe. But even if a that catastrophe, true. even if, that's what they believe, though, right? If you believe that if you went past that, it was going to be a catastrophe, you'd fight fairly hard for that, wouldn't you? And people believe that. So we're up against well-organised, morally convinced, and, and fundamental people who believe this is a bad industry and are trying to turn us off. So this is not a five-second fight, OK? I'm not saying they're right, wrong or indifferent. I'm just saying they're passionate, and we need to be equally as passionate and more passionate and turn up in numbers to make it happen. They're well-funded. Okay, they're funded from within Australia and they're funded from overseas. So we're not up against backyarders who are just having a bit of a go. And they've got very, very simple, very, very effective messages. Mining will kill the reef. If you care for your kids and grandkids, you can't burn coal. 
global warming will be a catastrophe. That's the messages that get rolled out. They get picked up, they get picked up by school kids and they get believed. And the only way you change beliefs is with evidence and weight of evidence and just good common folks like ourselves saying, hang on, we're not sure about that. Can we talk about it? Yeah. That's what we need to do. But that's what we're up against. But really, let's get down to it. What's the alternative? Let's get down to brass tacks. What's the alternative? We are world leaders. We are world leaders in mining in every aspect of it, in terms of our safety, in terms of our environmental compliance, in terms of the technology, the productivity we have, the cost we do it for, we're world leaders in it. What's going to replace that? Uranium. What's going to replace that? What's going to replace 50,000 jobs? 50,000 jobs in this... What's going to replace that? Another 50,000 indirect jobs. And Exactly right. 50,000 jobs somewhere else is what will replace that, but not in Australia, not for us. What's going to replace the royalties that balance the state's budget? What's going to replace the manufacturing that supports all that? What's going to replace the industries that depend on low-cost power at the moment? What's going to happen in Gladstone when that coal-fired power station down there gets onto its last legs in the next four or five years? What happens when those smelters down there, which are all quite old as well, are they going to get replaced on the back of reliable, affordable power? Or is, or is Gladstone going to lose all of that base as well? This is not about Adani. This is about a long-term fight that will essentially destroy all of the industry in regional Queensland, and we have to be up for it. What's not getting said? It's good to feel good about the environment. It's good to feel good about fixing things. What's more important is actually help the environment. There's 25 million Australians and 7 billion people in the world. There's more than 6 billion tonnes of coal mined annually in the world. Australia mines about 400 million of it. India alone is adding Australia's population every 20 months. Okay, so it's, it's important that we have opinions, it's important that we care about the environment, but it's important we acknowledge where we sit in the world, and we're a minion. Yeah. We're a minion. Our population gets added every year in Asia, every year, and we don't control world, world supply. You talk about the other things that happen. In the world today, we, we, we have one of the best standards of living in Australia. That's on the back of reliable energy and strong economies. We have that. Countries that don't have that don't have what we have. The one that touches me, in Australia, for every thousand children born, 3.5 die by the age of five. That's pretty sad. In India, it's 39. And that's a function of no power, no economy, poverty, no safe water, all of these things that we would demand. So you talk about a moral objective. Why aren't we helping those people? If that was on TV with those kids dying through not having the... We'd be sending money. We'd be sending food. Why don't we send them power? How's that morally right? I think we should try and address the human suffering in the world today before we worry about potential human suffering down the track and we sure as hell aren't going to have our jobs in our communities thrown under a bus so people can feel good about it. With our jobs in our region at stake, who, who thinks that's a bit over the top? With our jobs in our region at stake, is that what we're up against? Yes. That is what we're up against. It's not. This is not a toy fight, this is not a toy election. Okay, this is something, our job and our region's at stake. People's lives. People's lives, absolutely. People's lives are not just ours, the next generations. We can't do what we've always done. The cost of being silent will not be acceptable. Mm. Largely as people, we're silent. All the first timers here, that proves it. Being here today says we're going to do something about it. Silence is not an option. We need people of this region to talk and talk at the ballot box. We need democracy to work for us. 
We need to get votes out there that tells people we want support that will support our jobs. And it has to be at the ballot box. It can't be about what we've always done. It's got to be identifying the people who are going to make sure we've got jobs and we've got a future, and that's who we'll vote for. And we won't vote for people who don't do that. We've got to send a message. We've got to make it happen. Galilee, Galilee, a future for our families. Galilee, Galilee, a future for our families. Supposed to be getting better. I must admit, was that was that part of my speech a bit dull? Was it? This is really important. It's a future for our region. It's all of our futures, and we've got to win this fight. Galilee, Galilee, a future for our families. Galilee, a future for our families. That's better. We've got some dancing going on. Good work. To broaden it out again, now I'd like to call on Jack Johnson to talk about how it's affected him and what he sees as coal for this region and his opinions on that. Where are you, mate? Come on down. So last night I was a had a couple of dot points, but had to put you know hard to paper, and I guess it kind of sums it up. My name is Jack Johnson, and I support the resource industry to secure the future for our region. From living in Tin, um, in Thierry and Mackay, I've seen various sides of this industry and how it has directly impacted my life and the others around me. From witnessing and living through our region's worst periods of time. I've come to understand the importance of coal and how it is the backbone of this region, but also our country. Our town is still riddled with the aftermath of the downturn and the drop of price in coal. The rise for change strikes the conversation that leads us into the future. But why change? We already have the answer. Not just beneath us, but in the likes of power stations. Effectively enhancing and decreasing emissions as time and money is invested. By increasing our exports to support infrastructures here in Australia and across the globe. We are a small imprint on this map in such a large country, yet we help provide people, countries across the world with the means to live a more affordable, structural and cleaner way of life. There are, there are projects aimed at creating even less emissions with the use of coal, yet they're being shut down, not being given the ability to make an incredible change to this industry and the planet. The cost and sacrifice for renewable energy far outweighs the current means of producing electricity. From our government investing $42 billion towards renewables, they're tremendously missing the mark by what $12 billion worth of coal by power stations can effectively provide. There are major economic repercussions to facilitate the matching of the production of electricity currently being produced by the coal-fired power stations. Even with this, the transition by 2030 proposed by the Labor government is not beneficial for us, nor the Australian economy. It draws a line between what's sane and what is logical. We want to live our lives. We are building and changing the world for good, not living in immense debt and the pressure that will swallow us, swallow us for what we live and what we're supposed to be living, this free life. The future is supposed to benefit lives across Australia and this region. More jobs, cheaper electricity prices, larger gross profits that we can invest into this economy, bigger investments coming in and also going out. This is something that we do not take for granted because it directly affects us here in Mackay. What we do in this region provides and pushes forward the economy of our surrounding areas. Not just creating jobs in the mines or in the workshops, but for small businesses to sprout and thrive. For those who fell as our population and standard of living dramatically changed a couple years ago, we lost an astronomical amount of families, businesses and most importantly our friends for what we thought would be the end. But now, as things are moving in a positive direction, the resource industry provides more money to be reinvested into itself and the community. The likes of hospitals, services, 
roads, schools, mental health facilities most importantly here, and also services such as the CQ Rescue Helicopter, which is immensely supported by the mining companies here in Mackay. Without it, it couldn't continue. Yeah. I know for a fact that this industry gives back in the favour of creating opportunity. Without this industry, I wouldn't be the person I am today, nor given the opportunities I've had and experienced. My dad sacrificed so much for me, but along with him and other industry leaders, they have also sacrificed so much for the people here and provided them with thousands of jobs in the future in the region. To give families the opportunity to thrive and to reinvest in this community and the future for us. Through my future, it isn't underground, we're driving trucks. I'm back here helping the people of Mackay to live a long and healthy life. I'm currently studying a Bachelor of Chiropractic. I'm a massage therapist. <laughs> we the need link between those. mining and this industry here in the region is strong regardless. It's, it's strong. You cannot deny it. No matter which path you take, you will be intervening with something that is directly just impacted by the mining industry. When I look at those, look at my friends whose parents are the likes of accountants, real estate agents, or even school teachers, our lives here in the great north are directly impacted by the industry in such a positive way. Without coal, there is no Mackay. Therefore, there is no future. I wish to live here and give back to the community for the rest of my life. This message is a token of my appreciation to you people because I believe in this town and my future. Thank you. over there, they're all out of joint. <laughs> <laughs> all out of joint. Jack, thank you very, very much. One of the challenges we've got here is, is, is again, we're going into an election, okay, and as I look across this crowd, there's a good spread of, of things, there's, there's kids and everything else, but some of the people who are hardest to convince and perhaps the ones who are most passionate about the environment is often people in, in Jack's exact age group. And, yeah. and being able to converse on a level that gets through, um, which we all know is quite difficult, um, <laughs> is something that would be helpful for all of us in, in helping bring some logic to this debate. Jack, have you got any thoughts from your friends at uni and things like that? And what, How do they see it and how can we help them see you know, the cost of, of, of this attacking our industry and, and, and the benefits in doing it well? So obviously education growing up, we've been told and through obviously politicians of both sides by the governments that coal is bad for the environment. There's, that's just all they say. There's not much. They go, oh, it's, it's warming the earth. Yeah, yeah. So, but the logic behind the economic growth and what's going to actually push us towards the future is reinvesting into coal, creating less emissions. It's, it's, it's another answer for what they want to do with green, with green energy. The point of investing and creating less emissions is for the future and for us. We are the backbone. We need to keep going forward. There's no, there's no simple answer, but that's just how it is, guys. Great work. Again, I think just having Jack up here talking says that we, we, we can get a broader group of people, we can get everyone out here backing our case. That's what we have to do as well. Your votes are going to be important. Your votes are going to be important, but we need a massive vote. We need a turn up that says anyone who isn't behind us, we're not behind them. Now for a word from our sponsor, Julia Hartman and the Bantax Accounting Group. Julia's my awesome accountant. She's written two books with financial expert Noel Whitaker, 
and she's got a passion to help us miners make the most out of our hard-earned cash. She's got heaps of tips and makes sure that we get every cent we are meant to get and is right on the ball with everything. If you head to bantax.com.au forward slash miners, that's B-A-N-T-A-C-S, you can download a free booklet all just for us miners. And there's also a spreadsheet in there that helps you check off what tools you have for your trade, like your isolation lock, work boots, seven shirts, all of these sorts of things. And you can weigh them up and it'll tell you if you qualify weight-wise to claim your trips out to work. And that's just one of the things that they've got over there. So I strongly urge you to head to bantax.com.au forward slash miners and see what they can do and find your nearest office as we come up to tax time. They're really on the ball, know what's going on with the tax department and there's heaps of other free information like property investing. If you really plan on doing some great things with your money, you want to do that, right? If you want to sell your house, can save a lot of money if you find out what to do first rather than in hindsight. And Julia, she'll, you know, make sure you get it right. And if you do it wrong and then go and see her, she'll <laughs> she'll up you <laughs> in the nicest possible way because she really cares about us and wants us to keep our money and not give it to the tax department. Anyway, head over to bantax.com.au forward slash miners and tell them Mad Mumsy sent you. Thanks for hanging in there so long. Uh, We're coming up to the second part of the rally. The sound does change a little bit here as I had to move under a tree because it started getting quite heavy, the rain. I'd stood out in it for a while along with the politicians and the other media and the locals there to support the Resource Industry Network event, but I didn't want to wreck my devices totally, so I thought I'd better slip back under the tree and I wasn't quite as close to the microphone but there's still more that was shared at the rally with the mayor of Mackay Greg Williamson getting up and having a rousing passionate speech after the rally after I'd had my free sausage sizzle I spotted the mayor so I went and had a chat to him Mayor Greg Williamson and I really enjoyed our chat actually I don't know why surprisingly because you just see him on the telly, you know, oh politicians. But he was he was great to talk to. I hope you enjoy that chat again. It was windy and raining, and but we did our best. The next person I spoke with was Mick Crow from uh, the director of the Resource Industry Network, and he's the one who emceed the whole event. So he's the one you heard most of that you just listened to. And that was that was a good chat too, and it was interesting with both of the talks how people were coming over and you know uh, saying stuff to them in between. Right while we're chatting, you know, hello, I'm doing an interview here. <laughs> but it was great, you know, coming over, congratulating them, and shaking hands, and um, we need to do more or whatever. And then they realise what's going on and apologise. So. And then the final one is with George Christensen. He is our incumbent federal member. Do you know what that means? Keep listening, you'll find out. And he 
was just leaving. He said, can we walk and talk? Of course, we can do that. So it was more of a stroll, really, which was great. And again, we got interrupted by someone, but that's all good. Um, And yeah, we wandered along and had a chat about why the coal industry is so important to us. And just as we were wrapping up, we saw the Adani protesters, the Stop Adani protesters, with their window flags, you know, like what I have on Australia Day anyway, the plastic, you put them out the on the window of your car, on the side windows and wind them up and they stick there. And they all had red ones of those and a lot of people commented on that. Oh, they shouldn't be using plastic. That's not good for the environment. So they were all getting ready to head out on the Peak Downs Highway out to Claremont and that's where George Christensen was trying to get to as well. So we had a quick chat and then I came home and uh, had a celebratory beer because it was so good, so good to see all of the people out there supporting our industry and yes, like you would have just heard, this wasn't, to them they're saying it's about Stop Adani but to us it's about, this is only the just the beginning of trying to stop the coal industry. So now's the time we need to stand up and share our thoughts. Watch the news last night here in Mackay, the local news. Not one thing about our rally. Uh, lots about the others and about what happened out in Claremont, which unfortunately a lady was hurt when a a rogue local, I guess, is alleged Love how they say alleged, but then, you know, you see it on the telly. He rode through their camp out there and um, unfortunately a woman ended up getting hurt. So he went to court today and it was all about that and it was about the fiery welcome that they got out at um, Claremont with all the locals lining, lining the streets and out front of the pub yelling at them and stuff, which... Um, was pretty full on and that's what I expected to see out there. The old rogue horseman probably didn't didn't help anyone's cause at all. And they did not even mention our rally or show any footage or anything. And, you know, there were a lot of us there, more than I think a lot of people expected. Anyway, I'll shut up, let you get back to it. And again... The audio will change a bit, but hopefully you'll persevere because it's uh, well worth listening to. And I'll see you next time. Cheers. I think it's going to be fundamental for us. If we turned off 7% of any production of anything, is that going to stop the world using it? You can't debate it. 7%. It's not a big enough number to change it. Mining doesn't drive emissions to product. It meets the need. If we shift our coal overseas and no one wanted it, there'd be big piles of coal everywhere. It's not. It gets used. We are meeting a need. We are not creating a need. If we stop supplying coal to people who've got power stations that are like less than 15 years old, which is most of them in Asia, will they turn those power stations off? Or will they find coal somewhere else? How do we know that? We know that because we don't turn them on. We've got 40 year old power stations, 40 that are past their usable date, past their design life, and we're still running them. Why don't we turn them off? Because it would cost too much because they still work. 
So, so if we as a nation, a prosperous nation with a high standard of living, can't turn them off, why would someone turn off a 15-year-old power station if they still paying off? It's not going to happen. It's not logical. We might want it to happen, but it's not going to happen because we wouldn't do it and neither would anybody else. Is that logic? Yeah. It's not facts. That's just logic. You wouldn't turn it off. Is coal dead? Is it in decline? We always see that in the news. You know coal production increased by 1% last year? It's a strange decline. <laughs> you know China's got the equivalent of the US coal fleet under construction at the moment. So all of the coal-fired power generation in the States, China's got that much under construction at the moment. Is that a dead industry? No. It's not going to go anywhere. Those things are simple facts. If we won't shut down our operating plants, other people aren't going to do that either. And we're a minnow, 25 million in a 7 billion world. This stuff is powering nations, it's powering economies, it's bringing people out of poverty, and they're going to go and find it, no matter who they are, just like we would. If our lights went off and there was a power station down the road that wasn't running, what do you reckon we'd do? We'd find people in our government to start it up because we can't live without power. Power's not an option, it's like food. If people are starving, we'll send them food. If people are starving for power, we need to send them power. If we don't build these mines, there's coal everywhere in the world. All that will happen is the best coal will get left in the ground first. Our jobs will go away, our communities will shrink, and other communities in the world will grow, and it will be us losing, them gaining. What we're doing by trying to turn off our coal industry is hoping that by us starving, the rest of the world will lose weight. <laughs> that's what that's what people are hoping for but we're not going to do that we're not going to tolerate us starving to hope someone else might lose weight firstly because we know it doesn't work and it's just silly but secondly because we deserve a better go than that because we're good at it we've got the best coal and we run a great industry we need votes we need votes that back mines and mining approval those, that is what creates jobs for you and your family. Your circle of friends is critical. I think Marty said it very well before. Certainly look around and see who's beside you and congratulate them. But what you've got to do is look around and see who's not beside you. It's their jobs, it's their towns, it's their futures, it's all that. How do you help share this message with them so that they vote, they vote the way and they send a very, very clear message to every politician in regional Queensland and Australia that if you don't back us, we don't back you. Think about who's not here. Think about how you're going to take that message on and how you're going to share it. This is a critical fight. I think you've heard it already from a couple of these guys. Our future's on the line. And currently, are we winning or losing this fight? Winning! Right here we're winning it. I think overall we're getting smashed. Okay. We're getting smashed because you saw it in that by-election a little while back there, didn't you? There's the green seat down in Victoria that come along. The next thing, could you find someone going, yeah, go Galilee? No, you couldn't, right? Because it was all about that. We're losing this fight at the moment. We have to turn that around. We have to turn that around. And again, you people here are doing that today by showing we've got a voice and showing we matter. We're up against a well-funded, well-organised, passionate adversary. It's not about stats. It's about emotions and logic. It's about you taking this discussion to your circle of friends and making a difference at the ballot box. And it's all about the Galilee. Now, this time, we're actually going to sing it three times. And I'm going to give my beautiful assistant here the nod. And she's going to film it. So if you've been saving something special, this is the time to do it, all right? Ready? <laughs> On three. Oh, yeah, we're taking bullies down even. Look at that. On three. One, two, three. Galilee, Galilee, future for our families. Galilee, Galilee, future for our families. Galilee, Galilee, future for our families.
Next, I'd like to call on uh, someone who we know represents this region and all of us here, and that's Greg Williams from the Mayor of Mackay. Thanks, Greg. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for turning out. Thank you for being part of this uh, rally today to support our region. And it's, why is it important? It's important because the resource sector underpins our regional economy to the tune of 60%. That's why it's important for you to be, to be here today to counteract what's going on over the other side. We support democracy. We support everybody who wants to have a voice. But don't come into our patch and say you can't do what supports 60% or better of your regional economy. And so that's why it's very, very important for you to be here today. George, great to see you here. Great to see the Deputy Mayor Amanda Cam and the other councillors. Clive Palmer, I saw Clive, where is he? He's having a sausage. We've got a whole plateful over there. Thanks Clive for being here in Mackay. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, I've been to see Adani in, uh, in India. I've been to the world's largest solar plant operated in Tamil Nadu in India, 648 megawatts of power produced by solar, owned and operated by Adani. I've seen one of Adani's new generation coal-fired power stations up in the north of India. And you know what? Adani can deliver Indians power at eight cents a kilowatt hour. What are you paying? You're paying at least 30 cents a kilowatt hour. Some of the, some of the uh, people in our district, in our Pioneer Valley right now, are paying in excess of 50 cents a kilowatt hour to irrigate their crops. It's all because we've had our political agenda hijacked by a very small minority who say things like, stop mining coal. And yet they're driving cars up the coast that produce... <laughs> in every one of those cars. And you know what? Nobody hears that argument. So that's why it's really important for you to be here today. That's why it's really important for our community to stand up in Australia and say, we don't want to see this anymore. We want the voice of reason to be held. And you know, all of us support a sustainable future. Absolutely. But that sustainable future, to keep the lights on now so that we can keep the lights on in the future, that sustainable future has got to recognise the fact that coal's going to be around for a couple of generations yet. Until they can 3D print cars or 3D print, print high-rise buildings, until they can produce coal at 8 cents a kilowatt hour like they can do in India, what is all this about? It's absolute nonsense. So ladies and gentlemen, in our region, thank you for being here and I think we've got to get this message out further and further. We've got to tell every politician that in Australia, that crowd produces an us and them situation. We want an us and us situation so that as Australia, we can go ahead and create the nation we all know and love and all know can take its rightful place in the world. And that's got to be cheaper power, that's got to be a sustainable future, but it's got to include coal. and rally the dummies. Bring someone who's done it before. <laughs> Thanks very much, Greg. That's great representation. I think you've captured everything we're all feeling here today, and I think it captures where we go to from here. We have to act from here. 
You've turned up today, you've started the journey, but we have to act today. It's not about building a mine, the problem is an attack on our very future and can we attract investment to this region. If we can't attract investment to Queensland, if we can't get people to spend real money, because it's a global industry and it costs a lot to build coal mines. I've heard people say, why don't, why don't we build them with Australian money? We would, but there's only 25 million of them and they cost billions of dollars to build. All global industries need global funding and you only attract it if you're a good place to invest and we need to be that, our jobs depend on it. One of the problems, one of the real things you've got to fight for this for is the current government today won't see a major impact on their royalties from not building a mine today. That impacts down the track. That impacts on you and me in the long run. It's 10 years, it's five years time. The government of today doesn't see the royalties stop today. We're the ones who are suffer. We're the ones who've got to push this barrel and make sure we think long term. We need a voice. We need one that counts at the ballot box. We need people who are going to back mining. We need, we need to support sound, legal, efficient approval processes. It's not enough for our politicians to say, oh, as long as they follow the rules. It's Australia. If you don't follow the rules, you get arrested. Right? Don't stand here and say, oh, as long as they follow. Of course they're going to follow the rules. Okay? The brown paper bag thing doesn't work. You have to follow the rules in Australia. We don't need politicians who tell us that. We know that. We need politicians who will get behind people who want to spend their money to build mines for us that generate jobs for our futures. That's what we want. And we want to back those people. The people who want to spend billions of dollars creating jobs for us, our friends? Absolutely our friends. What do you do for your friends? You stand up for them. Are we going to stand up for our friends? That's what we need to be doing. Good stuff. Don't let them keep moving the goalposts either. I do like that ad, don't move the goalposts either. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's for the Cowboys, they might need that. I'll <laughs> <laughs> come good, I'll come good. The other side of the equation, the ballot box, we need the people who are going to back us and push really hard. On the other side, we have to block out the people who won't. If you don't back us, we won't back you. If after eight years it's a process problem, it's not a process problem, it's a people problem. We need people who can make things happen efficiently. It's not about how you normally vote. It's about really thinking about it this time. It's about thinking about you, your families and your futures and how do we vote with our feet and show everyone that you can't win seats in Queensland unless you back mining. I'm talking locally, state, senate, federally, it doesn't matter. Every member, member who wants to be a member of parliament up here or thinks about it has to know that if you can't back the economy that funds and supports us, you won't get elected up here. And that is how we'll get a voice and that's how we'll get, as Greg said, an us and us debate because we'll have a voice at the table which we haven't had up till now. It's not about staying silent, it's about dealing with our anxieties and getting out there and making a statement. It's about wearing a shirt like this, it's about having that debate at the, at the barbecue, not because of right and wrong, because we care. And that's what we need everyone here to do and reach out to the people around you and make a real difference. You've turned up here today, that's a great start. That's a great start. We've got a website at RIN. Um, the for, the, for the Future of Our Region website, it's on all these placards and stuff you've got there. Get on there, we're putting facts on there and stuff that'll help you in your workplaces. Reach out to all of the people around you. We're not here to argue, we're here to ask. We're to ask, do we matter? Does our industry make sense? How do we help out? We're here to ask, what's in it for me? What's in it for me is a future. Future for you and a future for your kids. So I started this thing because I think, like a lot of the speakers said here today, I like living here. I think it's a fantastic place. I think we're quite some of the luckiest people in the world, but we've also earned it. If we stop building these mines, that's not going to be here to do it. It's not just the mines, it's everything that comes around it. No new mines today is not planting next year's crop. Everyone knows that wouldn't work if you're a farmer, it doesn't work if you're a miner. 
We need to be. We need passionate pro-investment politicians. We need politicians who are excited and annoyed and want to do something about the fact that WA is second in the world for investment and we're 12th. You know how that turns up? That turns up that right now there's three mega mines under construction in Western Australia and there's none under construction in Queensland. That turns up with construction jobs having to go to Western Australia to get a job, not be over here to do it. It's not good enough for people who want to invest one or two or five billion dollars in Queensland have to fight to find a way to make that happen. We need to be able to support that stuff and make it happen. It's not good enough that people that aren't impacted by new mines who live in Victoria are saying, no, 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 we shouldn't do it. It's not good enough. We're the people who are going to suffer from that. We've got to make it happen. We're not asking for handouts. We never ask for handouts up here. We ask to earn our way and we've always done that. All we're saying is get out the road. That's yeah. all we're saying. Get out the road. Let us do our job. We have to speak up. We have to continue to deal with the things we haven't done in the past. History tells us where the majority fails to speak, only bad things happen. And bad things have been happening. Okay? Bad things have been happening. We would have new mines getting built up here today if we'd, we'd done a better job of having a voice. It's now time to act. It's time to speak up. We're the victims. We've actually made it a bit easier. We've got a cheat sheet stuff on the back of here, what you need to do when you leave here. Things you can do that's going to help <coughs> us demonstrate we've got support for the region and things you can do to help convince the people around you. Why are we as a nation, why are we as a nation attacking our largest export? Why are we as a nation attacking the thing that provides 70% of our power? Why as we as a people have we been standing silent while this noise has been happening in the background and largely spinning opinions against us? And we're the ones who are going to suffer. We'll be the first people. It'll be Queensland second and Australia third. The people who can make a difference are the ones I'm looking at here today. You've done a fantastic job turning up here today. I really appreciate what you've done. The key thing I want you to do is take away from this what you're going to do after this. How do we actually get involved in our democracy? We're lucky to have it. How do we make it work for us on this occasion? How do we make sure that you, your kids and your families aren't living in a dying town, we're living in a prosperous town that contributes to Queensland, contributes to Australia and helps bring the rest of the world out of poverty. We've got a job to do. I need you to help me do it. Thanks for coming here today. Thank you. Galilee, so we can't have that. The best chant of the day has got to be go, go, Galilee, Galilee. We're going to do it three more times. Okay, it's going to be louder than that. It's much more important than I could ever be. On three. One, two, three. Galilee, Galilee, future for our families. Galilee, Galilee, future for our families. Galilee, Galilee, future for our families. sausage. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming down today. We do have lots of sausage out there. Please feel free to hang around, share ideas. Oh, all of our political representatives who've been down here, let's get behind this election and make Mackay a great place in the future. Thank you. doing it for my dong around the mines when I first started. I was out at Goon Show out at Ginyala and started out there and 
you've uh, some, come close to some national awards too, oh, so, which is really yeah. good. Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't make the finalists this year, but never mind, you know, yeah. there's pharmacists yeah. and yeah. headmasters oh, yeah. and stuff. But anyway, it's, I didn't do it for awards. You no, know, you, that, do it you do it because share of the passion. passion. That's right, and exactly. you've, got a great, you've got a great passion, obviously, for the region, which is Thank fantastic you. to see. Yeah, lovely. Thank you. And um, I, you really stirred up the crowd there. That was good, especially your part about where's Clive Palmer and all that. But it's also someone said, I hope I got that recording. Uh, yeah. Well, I, he was standing there in front of us, and uh, then, he, then he was all, then he disappeared. He was gone. Weird, so, yeah. Yeah. so, for my listeners, in yeah. case all of that in the rain didn't work, could you just share um, why you're standing here wearing your Go Galilee Basin t-shirt well, look, as a, like you are the mayor? This. The resource sector underpins 60% of our regional economy. It is extremely important for us, our region, our jobs, our future, our children, and, and not only just for our region, 10% of the world's seaborne coal is, leaves our ports, yeah. Hay Point, Dalrymple Bay and Abbott Point. 10% of the world's, of the world's seaborne coal. And that means the royalties for the Queensland Government are around about $5 billion a year on the current export rates. Yeah. That pays for the policemen, the ambulance people, the public hospitals, um, you know, the public dentists, the nurses, the teachers. If you take $5 billion out of the Queensland economy, the state government would be broke. Yep. So it is an important sector for the whole of Queensland and indeed the whole of Australia. To have this convoy come out of uh, Tasmania oh, no, right. and, and come to North Queensland and say, you can't mine coal. It's just ludicrous. But it needs to be a wide solution. It needs to be an Australia-wide solution for a sustainable future. We all want a sustainable future. But a sustainable future has got to include coal. To look at 3D cars or 3D high-rise buildings, you know, the coal that we export, around 70% of it is metallurgical coal, and you just cannot stop mining it. So let's let's stop with this stupidity of saying stop coal, let's get out of it, everybody's going to be green. It's not possible. Yeah. And in two or three generations, we might have an answer for a sustainable future. But let's keep the lights on now so that we can keep the lights on in the future and work out a way to do it. That's what it's all about. So this crowd from Tasmania are creating an us and them situation. And that's exactly what they want to do. It's just political agitation. What we need is an us and us. We need to have everybody involved in this, in this whole solution about where we are going. And you know, the the, the fact that I brought out in the uh, is not been to anything. I've seen a next generation coal fired power station. I've seen Adani being able to produce coal in uh, sorry, power in India at eight cents a kilowatt hour. What are we paying here? You know, we're paying thirty odd cents a kilowatt hour on average. And I wanted to yell out, but chose not to. We don't have a choice. There's no choice. We've got Ergon. It's no really choice. good when you get the yep. telemarketers ring yep. up about power. I'm Absolutely. like, oh, I'm in North Queensland. Oh, you're with Ergon? Yeah, yeah. okay, bye. There's, we don't there's no choice. And, and you know, so, and that, that drives all of our productive industries backwards. Yes. Agriculturalists in the, in the valley growing sugarcane here, some of them are paying up to 50 cents a kilowatt hour to irrigate their crops. Mm. And, and, you know, costing forty and $50,000 a month in the dry season to irrigate the sugarcane. Manufacturers are now just about defunct in Australia because they can't afford the power costs. Why? You know, we are one of the most prosperous nations in the world. And I believe the, the reason why we are going backwards like this is because we've got 
minority groups like Bob Brown and his Greens hijacking the agenda. Mm. And, and that hijacking has produced politicians on both sides with not enough guts to stand up and say, we need to do this as a, as a nation and we need to find it as a solution and in an us and us situation, not an us and them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I guess an election helps to well, increase helps. the awareness. Everyone's yeah. listening, aren't they? It they make promises and yeah. then they get in, you know, which yeah. Yeah, tends to not always happen. But one question I do have is about Go Galilee Basin. Of course, we have our very own basin, the Bowen yes. Basin. Yes. I assume it's... You know, obviously we're embracing the Bowen Basin as well, but the Galilee Basin is where the newer mines are starting up. Well, well that's right. I mean, in the Even Galilee Basin, in the, out in the Bowen Basin too, that yeah. Whitehaven well, Hole just well, started a new one, didn't they? We've had four new coal mines know, in right? the last four years, and yeah. uh, nobody said anything Not about them. Nobody said anything about them. <laughs> yeah, but but and that's good. I mean, you know, the Bowen Basin is one of the most important coal producers for metallurgical coal in the world. And that's not going to change anytime soon. Yeah. But we, but but it will change if we've got this underlying thrust of the green groups who say stop mining coal. They're, mm-hmm. they're not discriminating. They're not the same. They're not saying oh, oh, just stop mining the certain coal that you produce electricity with. Yeah. The Galilee Basin is is contain, contains some of the best ash quality coal in the world in terms of the coal that's required to produce electricity. Mm. And if we're really serious about reducing the carbon footprint, then surely. In new generation coal-fired power stations, you'd want to burn the best coal rather yeah. than the rubbish coal out of Indonesia or the rubbish coal out of northern Russia. Uh, right. You'd want to burn the absolutely best coal to be able to uh, to deliver you know, a, a lesser footprint in terms of carbon emission. But they're not interested in seeing that. They're not interested in talking about that. So what we're saying is that an us-and-us us solution would have new generation coal-fired power stations for the next couple of generations until we get to the point where we can produce sustainable electricity, store it where we can't store it now. Because it could be it, something that hasn't even been invented Absolutely. Yet. Let's absolutely. Hope, you know, so they want to turn the lights yeah. off now. They want us to have, yeah. they want us to have candle power now uh, whilst they work it out. And they're never going to do it no. because uh, you know, they're not interested in that. They're just political agitators. Yeah. So who was it, I think it might have been Martin Bella in his speech, said they drove past all the brown coal in New South Wales to park here to build a pipeline space to get us to stop. It's a bit of a Yeah. So we're heading out to Claremont today. So what it is, that's political agitation. That's all it is. And that political agitation has got to stop. Because yeah. the, the major parties have got to shut it down somehow. But they don't have they don't have the guts to do it at the moment. You know? yeah. And they, you know, it's in southern Australia around Melbourne where they only get told one side of the story. They, do, that's um, they you know, they firmly believe that we can shut down coal. In you know, in the, in the latte shops in Melbourne, they firmly believe that. Yeah. So you know, we've got to, we've got to somehow or other take our story uh, to the south, and we can only do that through this politicians who have the guts to be able to help it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Thank you very much for your time. Lovely to Lovely. see you. Better yeah. get a selfie from my face. Okay, right, right. Okay. What do we do? <laughs> my name's Mick Crow. I'm a director with the Resource Sensory Network. Um, what we've been hoping to do here today is, is to get the voice of the community out here to help support our industry. There's a lot of headwinds against us, um, popular no- noise about what coal is or isn't doing to the planet. Um, our argument is 
It's uh, real people, real jobs, real communities are going to be directly affected today and forever onwards if we just turn coal off. Coal off. What we need is a, a, a sound debate. We need a voice for this region, and we need politicians who are going to back us. We only see losers if it follows the path it's going at the moment. We'll definitely lose. Our kids will definitely lose. Our communities will definitely lose. And the people who would otherwise get some of the best coal will have to burn whatever they can find locally. No one's going to win out of this, and we're just trying to get a voice, and hopefully the, the crowd who turned up today says that. Yeah. Maybe it was a good crowd. Yeah, Nobody we were very happy with it. No, no, it strong. rained and they hung in. So I think that shows that the community is actually understanding we do have to fight for our region, and, and they're starting to march and with their feet. Yeah. yeah. And um, you did share with us that this is your first rally. Yeah, You've never, never done a rally yeah, before. Um, did really well. Thank you, yes. thank you. Rally but the, the crowd was the same, hey? That it's not professional rallies. This is just people who come out of their homes to spend the time and, and, and show that they need a voice and need politicians who are going to represent us. So I, I thought that was great, and, and I think that's how we have to do from here. So if people listening to this and you've never been to a rally or you've never actually spoken up on this, I, th- I think we've all got a real risk to our futures if we don't speak up because it's, it's the minority who's steering the debate, and, and we need to talk up and just get practical things out there, like one new coal mine isn't going to kill the reef. Um, us turning off coal in a world that's got 7 billion tonnes a year, us turning off 10 million tonnes isn't going to do anything. All it's going to do is make people burn lower quality coal. We actually think it'll be bad for the environment if they don't burn the best coal. If you're going to turn off coal, you turn off the best coal last. Last, yeah, not that's first. Right. And that's what we have here. <laughs> We've got the best coal yes. here. Yeah. Um, look, there is good coal other place in the world, but not lots of it. Mm. And if there was, we wouldn't be mining it here. They come all the way to Australia to get coal from here because it is the best coal. That's right, and all those ships sitting out. Yeah, they're not, they're not here because they're lost. Exactly. Yeah. And I spoke to the mayor earlier, and we, we spoke about the shirts and all the signs that go Galilee mm. Basin. We have our very own basin just inland, the Bowen Basin, of yep. course, which is very important for well, this area. Well, it's the main area. part of our it, economy. It yeah. is, exactly, and the mayor did go into lots of figures on that for me, which was great. Um, the... Galilee Basin is the one where there's a lot more newer mines opening up, bigger mines. Well, Galilee's new. Okay? Yeah. So the reason we're trying to get the community behind that is we, we think that's just the, that's the start of the argument. Mm. By turning off the Carmichael mine, by turning off the Galilee, that's the start of it. At the end of the day, the people who are anti-coal are anti-all sorts of coal. So that's the place that the fight is now. We lose that fight. The next fight's going to be in the Met Coal Basin. People who are worried about the environment don't care what you're doing in the coal. They just don't want to and like Martin Bella might have uh, said about they drove past all the dirty brown coal on the way yeah. up here in their old cars, burning all that fuel to come here to the best coal. Yeah, I don't know how you drive from Tasmania all the way here, past brown coal power stations is some of the least efficient in the world, um, and then say you're on a course to, to stop the uh, stop the emissions. Yeah. I, I don't understand that. You've driven yeah. a long way when you've gone past a bigger problem. So. Yeah. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you very much. Thank just you. Just going to hit the member, George Christensen, before he leaves. So thank you. We'll hope to see you back in a couple of weeks. I think they wanted a photo. Yeah, we'll get yeah. something happening. Yeah, yeah thank for you very sure. much. Thank Mad you. Months. Holy moly. I'm just with George Christensen, our federal member for Dawson, with the Liberals, That's Liberal it. National. Yep. yep. Our incumbent member. That's correct terminology. That's it. It is. <laughs> we have discussion about that at the, at the tea <laughs> table. What does that mean? I think it means the one who's in. in. It's, it's the one who's in. That's right. And we're just walking as um, George is leaving the rally. Good turnout today. Uh, wasn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, look, um, I think it's just fantastic what we saw today. Uh, several hundred people turning out for um, uh, this rally in the pouring rain, a yeah. rally in support of, uh, of coal mining and the local jobs it creates. And, you know, Mackay people don't just turn up to protest for no reason, um, especially in the pouring rain when the greeny activist rat bags just come up from down south and tell us what we can do, what we can't do, what we should be doing, what we shouldn't be doing. It's just nonsense that these people have powered their way up here in either gas-guzzling cars or electric cars which are powered by coal and then come up here and tell us that we shouldn't be producing more coal uh, because of carbon emissions. I mean, how many emissions did they create from the journey? And they drove past all the dirty brown yeah, coal on the way to the right. cleanest coal in the world, uh, really. You know, down in Victoria and Sydney, I mean, there's some dirty coal-fired power stations down there. And, hey, I don't begrudge them the fact that uh, they want to have coal-fired power stations, but, um, you know... Don't, don't come up here and tell us that we shouldn't have uh, coal production and coal mining. And I really enjoyed that we kept it civil and peaceful. Yep. You know, uh, that's, your voice is heard better that way. Everyone's entitled to their opinion, that's for sure. And yep. I completely disagree with these grannies. So, uh, <laughs> I'm not saying, you know, I'll fight against you. I'm not saying, but I'll fight to death for your right to say it, and I do. Yep. Um, it's just a, a shame, though. Some of these uh, people on the other side don't don't heed that same same lesson. There's some of them that actually want to stop our right to support coal. Uh, I mean, really? Yeah, well, there's yeah. even election signs here from pro coal candidates that have been spray painted on. I, have seen that. Uh, I mean, that's sort of uh, Taliban tactics that really doesn't belong in democracy. But anyway, uh, they got over here and they had their right to have a say, but we had our say, and our say was you shouldn't be up here telling us. What we should and shouldn't do in our region. Yeah, because it's our jobs, it's our That's right. town, it's our lifestyle. Um, and they're heading to Claremont next. They are, and I'm and heading I'll, to Claremont next. Oh, too. you are? Yes. All right, well, I'll let you go and good luck. And Thank from you. what I've seen on Facebook and in, in the uh, social media groups, it might not be quite so peaceful out there. Well, it might not so, be. Hopefully, it will be yes, civil and there civil. won't be any law breaking. Causes. No, it won't help anyone's cause with that, but uh, look. Thanks very much, and good on you, Mad Mumsy, for uh, your podcast, uh, Beers with a Minor. Yes, good luck on the road out there, and go go, uh, find the car back. Good luck in the election. Thank you. My daughter's waving at me. Oh, I can see all the anti-Adani. They're getting ready to leave.